So, how's it going, Hector? Doing all right. Yeah. Well, just, you know, try to make things happen. Yeah. You see, uh, excited to see this our first program. See what happened. Yeah. I've been out. talking about it for a long time. Yeah, man. <laughs> we we did a we did an interview before, and I was thinking of kind of doing the same thing. I um I used to do a podcast. My name's John Dist. I used to do a podcast uh, back a few years ago. It was mostly a music podcast, but I had my friend Hector on here, and we talked about his escape from Cuba, how he came to the U.S and uh, the politics involved in all of that. And I thought it would be cool to, to go into that story again. But what do you think? All right. Which is, I'm Hector, the Cuban progressive, but not a communist. <laughs> I'm progressive, but I'm not a communist. People tend to... And he's Cuban, but not a Republican. Exactly. So he's interesting. So I'm not, I'm progressive, from the left, but not a communist, and but I'm also not a Republican. I'm not from the right at all. So I'm kind of like a weird hybrid. But when I met when I met you, uh, it was right before the Iraq War, yeah. and I remember you saying to me. All those people protesting the war, they all work for Castro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was already in the... I was a little bit on the right, you know. Yeah, but I learned a lot from you back then about how powerful he is and how a lot of, a lot of what activists say about Cuba is wrong here. Like, what is the equivalent of a progressive here in Cuba? Um, that's the thing like all these people in Cuba they're like fighting for human rights yeah you know they, they have like a human right movement or whatever I guess I guess all the stuff is all depends on who's on power you know yeah but we all the people here and the people there we're fighting that power it happens in Cuba it happens to be that power that yeah. controls everything and of course, the uh, the levels of repression over there are more in your face. You know, it's right. like it's not like here. I hear like at least you have this, you know, uh, radio stations or you know CNN or whatever, which we already know it doesn't necessarily. You know, we we know, but at least you know you can see this people here like you know you can see these reporters here that are like or now you have all these people on YouTube or whatever but or at least over here like I don't know you can investigate some uh, I don't know corrupt politician that was doing certain things or whatever and you can have that out there mm-hmm. that not necessarily means we're not going to have repercussions because I know in here you can have repercussions too you know they yeah. can do all kind of stuff like that. that's what a lot of people don't know here yeah that's not supposed to happen here, and it's supposed to happen in Cuba. You know? Right. In Cuba, it's supposed to happen. That's what it's going to according happen. According to some people. Or according to some <laughs> people. Um, and I know it happened. I, I've seen people getting punched. Again, I've seen uh, some cop get a guy, 
in the middle of the street. I remember I saw this guy one time, and the guy looks like a crazy dude. Yeah. When I saw it, what, the way I saw it at uh-huh. the time, he looks like a crazy guy. But the guy was totally out uh, yelling stuff against uh, Castro. Uh-huh. Totally. Yeah. Basically saying like, fuck Castro or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Alajo, you know? Like, down yeah. with Castro or whatever. That's what he was saying. And the cops had him like, uh, like in a choke uh-huh. and punch him in the face and stuff like that and then put it on a car you know just because he was saying a lot of gasoline you know what I mean like right you know if you go out and yell some other things like suck my dick or something <laughs> the cop is not gonna punch you in the face but if you said a lot of Castro really oh yeah that's different wow that's different you know what I mean yeah you might have like some okay okay you're detained or whatever but if you go that way like if you strictly just criticize the government like that you can <clears throat> the cops over there it's not like here you know now now be, be because of this the cell phones and stuff like that yeah I've been seeing like you know people uh, documenting like beatings and stuff like that you know the cops come to pick up people and the neighbors you know try to help them out and yelling stuff to the cops uh, but yeah, when I was, you know, when I first moved here, of course, I'm, you know, you, especially if you're still around the same people, you know, they keep repeating the same thing over and over and over, like in Miami, whatever, you know. But Cubans usually are very, like, like I'm still, I'm still, I'm, you know, very grateful to this country. Sure. For having me here and, you know. Yeah. With opportunities, but also you know i you see, see i see what's going on i see the freedom to have a big ass debt you know yeah my credit cards and my well, car payment freedom to have a tent yeah under the under overpass. yeah freedom to go and buy stuff you know yeah yeah and whatever and you know but um i guess both systems have the thing but at the end both systems the the people at the top control control everything and they want everything for themselves like you know yeah. it's the same thing that I see happen in Venezuela I don't live in Venezuela whatever but I'm I knew people in Venezuela when I was living in Miami and they were telling me the same thing or worse like because I know the people on top of Venezuela those the president all these people that work for the government they have mansions they eat the best they have the best this is the thing you know what I mean and they're making millions they have millions they go there their family spend you know, uh, they go to Europe and buy, you know, Gucci and all that crap and go to those places and France and stay in all these fancy hotels, their own big jets and do all those kind of stuff. Yeah. And their people are really struggling, you know? Right. So I guess the embargo that the United States supposedly have on them, it works only on the poor people but not on them, you know? Right. That's a good, that's a good uh, way to put it because... Yeah. I'm off. I'm curious about how much of it is embargo and how much of it is the corrupt government. Or some people say that they're not corrupt, but they are just not doing a good job. However, so, you say it, how much of it is the embargo and how much is it is the government's fault? Yeah, it's a combination. I always <clears> thought <throat> I'm not an expert, but supposedly United States had an embargo in Cuba, but I grew up, you know. 
seeing in the hotels or whatever, you could see like Coca-Cola, and you can see Fanta, you can see this and you can see that. Um, so I don't know who's selling that to the Cuban government to sell it on their hotels. I don't know. I guess somebody's breaking the law somewhere. Somebody's breaking the embargo. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, Nicaragua is not supposed to sell Coca-Cola to them, but they sell it. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but they have it in the hotel. It's not for me. It's yeah. for the tourists. And right. that money doesn't go, you know what I mean? So they yeah. have us, you know, they have the people living in whatever they give him a month, but it's, it's crazy. And they don't pay you. It's the same thing. The same the same thing, the same thing that happens here, for example, with the marijuana thing. Like, oh, you didn't, you can smoke marijuana, you go to jail, you know? Right. Uh, just because you're smoking weed or you have some weed on you or whatever. Uh, but you know, whether in Cuba, and then all of a sudden, after all these people have been in jail, all of a sudden, it's, it's cool, you know? And then you say, oh, so what's up with these guys? All, everybody that was into jail, you know? Yeah. And the same thing happened in Cuba. In Cuba, they got you with the $1. Because in the beginning, because it, they're also stupid, you know? The same thing, they're stupid here. The same thing, they're stupid there, they're stupid here, too. Yeah. Over there, it was stupid. If you're smart, you say, okay, why should I stop people... Uh, why why it should be illegal to for people for Cuban people to have dollars? Why? Yeah. Because if you're smart, that dollar can come to my store or their their stores, and we can have their dollars now. But it it took them like forty years to figure that shit out. <laughs> and if they get you with one dollar, you can go to jail. Really? With one dollar. Wow. You know? Yeah. So after that one day, they woke up and they said, you know what? Wait a minute. <laughs> was that because of Obama? No, that was before. That was before. That was uh, before Obama. Uh, did they let all the people somebody, out of jail? Somebody finally said, because somebody probably put like two and two together and said, okay, we have the, all these Cubans all over the world, living all over the world, and they have their families here. And of course, no matter what, there's a lot of Cubans that, for example, Basically, and I think that same way, the only reason Cuban still is in power is because of the Cubans outside of the United States sending their family money. And that money is spent on the government stores. Really? You know? Exactly. So if they didn't have that? Oh, they were fucked. That's, really? why, that's why, like, for example, if you're, if, you're, if you're a Cuban and you have family that can help you out, you live a little better, you know? Really, but the people that really didn't dirt in Cuba is the people that have anybody to send them dollars or money or. So those people suffer. Yeah, that's why when people go, to the people from Miami, if you see the people every time they go visit the family in Cuba, uh-huh. and of course they're gonna keep helping their families because yeah, one of the things that Cubans do, probably everybody does it, but they like to, you know, they if when every time they go to visit Cuba, they are like. They bring so much shit, bro. It's like ridiculous. It's like they bring. So, so it's kind of similar to how people say, like, um, when we critique Walmart because for their people to live, they have to be on food stamps. You know, they don't pay them enough to live. They have to be on food stamps, so that so the people have to bail them out. Same thing in Cuba. They don't make enough to live. They have to rely on. People sending exactly. the money from outside, in exactly. order. So when we say that the Cuban government is so great, 
we have to consider that these people are being helped out by capitalism here that is paying people enough to send exactly. money to their families in Cuba or else, in your opinion, they those people would suffer. Yeah, more. my opinion, the reason Cuba is still in there, they keep telling people that the, the reasons, you know, that they are so poor is because of the U.S. embargo or right. whatever, which I don't doubt that helps too, but like I said, people from here, they send money, they send stuff, whatever. That's that's how the people survive in Cuba. Right. Like right now, it's getting a little ridiculous too. Like we have the cell phones and everything. That's why. And in Cuba, of course, the people get overboard. Like they think they have a better <laughs> phone than they want to have here. You know? and yeah, then, yeah. And sometimes it's a lot of family. I remember one time when I was living in Miami, I was at this gas station waiting to play the lotto or put up gas. And there was this guy that obviously you could tell he just came from working and painting a house. So I don't know. He was like really like. Like a worker, you know, he just came and he's and he's on the phone with somebody and he's telling him like, you know what, I'm tired of this shit, you know? Yeah. What the hell? You guys like you think I'm a freaking the money <laughs> grows on trees in here, I have to work my ass off over here and you, Right. And you guys are like asking me, like, you know. Yeah. But that's the other thing, like people have changed also their behavior. Some people you know what I mean? Because yeah. they get a little carried away, you know, like sure. they think, oh, they'll get mad if you don't send them money or they probably think, oh, this is an asshole. They don't realize, like, no, this shit over here is really hard. Yeah. Like, I wake up in the morning, I don't come back until night, at yeah. 10 at night. Yeah. And I can barely pay my bills, you know? So it's like... Yeah. But, yeah, it's... But I remember at that time, I used to think that way. And when I saw, like, people here protesting or whatever, that's what I thought. Like, that's why, you know, I thought, like, the same, the, the same way my people in Miami think, a lot of them, like... Oh, there's a bunch of like, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, the same way Democrats here see R Russian robots everywhere. They, you know, they think there's communists, which is not far from the truth, too. Like, because I know that's how that's how Castro have, has been able to like all those revolutions happening in South America and all that stuff like Nicaragua, Salvador, whatever, you know, uh, it's Castro's behind it. Colombia, the far in Colombia, all that shit. That's castles behind it, and they use that to deal with drugs. You know, they've been doing drugs. That's the same thing. This guy, and, you know, and you know, if you talk to some progressives, you tell them that. Oh, you know, it's like propaganda. That's how uh, for them. You know, if I say that, it's like they treated me like. At one time, I was like getting into this thing on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. And they were saying, basically, they were like, like they were laughing at me because I said I was progressive. Because they wouldn't think like, oh, you're a progressive. If you are a real progressive, you know, I'm a real progressive, bro. Like, yeah, but I'm telling you what it is. I'm telling you, this is not what you think it is. Right. The health, medical health, whatever over there, it's not what you think it is. You go over there and you have this. You go to these hospitals that if you go through that door. You are like, I'd rather go to fucking, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd rather go like somewhere else, you yeah, know? Because yeah. it's like, people don't have, it's crazy. You can look it up, you can look and- Well, you've told me, one thing you told me I thought that was interesting that some things are free, but then if you need an operation, you have to, you told me that 
you have to have your family save money. Is that true? Uh, well, I never. No, I don't know. That was a long time. I don't know if I told you that, but well, let's see. I remember one time I went to the doctor and they told me, "Oh, you just need some tea or some shit like that." You know, <laughs> <laughs> take these herbs and you know, <laughs> which oh, here the hippies here will be saying, "Oh, that's great." It's like you know, it's right. like, you know, but I really wanted something. I don't remember, but I. Me, I never had a problem. I, ne I was never like a sick, whatever, you know, like, but you have your doctors. You have this doc, uh, they have this thing called Medical La Familia. It's like a family doctor, whatever that means, like in each like um, area, certain areas, there was, they put a doctor in each of these areas. Mm -hmm. They build like a house, like a two, for example, two story house, and they have a doctor there. Like, they were basically the new graduates doctors you know mm -hmm. and they have in there and then that was kind of like the neighborhood doctor that was right there mm -hmm. and then if you needed some you know if you're sick or flu or cold whatever or you have something in your skin that showed up someday or you have like I don't know some sh crazy shit you woke up you know having too much fun <laughs> right. or whatever and then if it's something that needs more attention then they refer you to a hospital uh -huh. whatever you know to the municipal <coughs> hospital or whatever which in the time, like I said, I grew up in the times where Cuba was still very dependent on the Russians. They yeah. were sucking a lot of shit from Russia. Yeah. They were getting all the oil from Russia. They were getting, like I remember there was a time where like, you could go, there was this little, when I used to go to the music school and there was this little like market that you could buy ham mm -hmm. with Cuban pesos. Normally, if I want to buy some ham or whatever, that shit was like, oh my God, you know? But then when the Russians said, hey, that's when the spirit, uh, special period came. The special and period was when the the uh, yeah, <laughs> the when Soviet the, Union fell, right? Yeah, the Soviet Union fell and they told Castro, <laughs> hey, because I guess Castro was, they had some kind of agreement, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay, you, Russia, you gave us oil and we gave us sugar, you know? Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that Cuba has to offer. Cuba have nothing else to offer. Just sugar. Cigars. Cigars, music, coffee, coffee stuff like that. Whatever, yeah. You know, like sports, whatever. But we don't really have like nothing, you know, like this country have oil or anything shit like that. So right. we're depending. And if there was a time there was a good economy, supposedly, um, <clears throat> that was a long time ago. Because when Castro took the power, you know, that's another thing. Like this, he was a guy that he came up with these brilliant ideas that he thought were brilliant, but it was like stupid ass shit <laughs> that he came up with and destroyed the whole thing. They yeah. destroyed the, the the meat uh, industry, you know, like with the cows and all that yeah. shit. Like, Didn't you say he had a speech where he said he was going to plant coffee on the beach? <laughs> he actually did it. Like, I, I, I was a little kid when that happened, but... <laughs> I heard from people, and it was in the history books. Like he, he decided like he was gonna. It was his decision. Like for now, we're gonna, you know. First, he did something like they want to have like a certain, like goal, like on the sugar cane. We're gonna have, uh, I don't know, ten million uh, pounds of sugar this year or some shit like that. And then they put all the effort in that and they, they couldn't even make it, you know? 
Yeah. And the people are so brainwashed. So they put all the effort on that, like, instead of, okay, let's work on this, but let's work on this, and on the and this field, and this other field. And this other. They focus on that thing because that's his word. And he said yeah. he was going to do it, and we need to do it. Yeah. And if you said, I don't think, you know, I think we should, uh, you know, hey, they will call you names. The same thing, they smear you, and they tell you, you can yeah. lose your job. If you work for the government, you say, hey, excuse me, but I don't think that's a good idea. What? They can tell you, like, you are, uh, you still have the the mentality of the capitalism, blah, 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 some crazy. Right. <laughs> well, they can say whatever they want, and that's it. And they send you to jail, whatever. It happens here, too, you know? It's the same yeah, way it's happening. It's, it's, yeah. uh, but, it's authoritarianism. But over there, it's less, over there, there's no, uh, like, newspapers that are going to say, oh, this guy, you know, like, for example, what they do with Trump here, or whatever, right, right. or whoever, whoever. <laughs> oh, this guy said this thing, and especially now on the internet, this guy said this, and the guy said that, and it's not okay, and there's this investigation, and whatever, and whatever, even for the good, or for the bad, or for the disinformation, or whatever. But over there, there's only, everything is owned by the government, like, officially, officially. Yeah. So, Whatever you're gonna put in there is whatever makes them happy. Forget about it. So why do you think like journalists here, who understand how bad journalism here because it's controlled by the corporations who basically do the bidding of the government, who's doing the bidding of the corporations, why do those journalists think Cuba's so great if the journalism is all owned by the government? Because they haven't go and really get out of their comfort zone. Like so what I say, like those journalists that go to Cuba and they, oh, I talked to this guy. I talk about who do you talk to? Yeah, why don't they ever talk to people like you? Exactly. Or why don't you talk? No, it's easy. You just go over there and say, hey, I, where can I find? Uh, of course, don't ask the government. But if you say, <laughs> right. if you try to find the uh, head of uh, the human rights movement, yeah, or the movement to release the political prisoner or whatever, you should have a conversation with that person. To but see what but they don't talk to those people? I don't, I don't know. i never seen, I don't want to mention names, but yeah. i never seen those famous left progressive or whatever from here talking to, and you know, talking to people like that. Like, why? why who, how many prisoners are in here? How many, what's going on? What happened? Uh, it's been any incidents that kill people? Yeah, you know? why don't you like, why don't you like the government here? Um, are you a are you a Nazi? Are you a fascist? Are you a, 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 a Republican? You know, like they don't ask them because they want to equate any kind of. It seems to me like they want to equate any kind of rebellion against the government in Cuba as like the same as the Cubans in Miami, which are stereotypically exactly. conservative from the American. Exactly, they take it as like they. That's the thing I. Kind of like a, I got a little like pissed when, for example, all the stuff that was happening in Venezuela, right, and it happens in Cuba, they're automatically blaming the United States, which can be true, yeah. But I'm telling you, there's <clears throat> been a government, there's been a movement in Cuba of people that even when they send those people to jail in Cuba. Those people in between the inmates, yeah, the inmates that kill people, rape people, and do crazy stuff, 
they respect those guys because those the political prisoners in Cuba is 24 by 24 getting beat, getting tortured, uh, playing psychological games with them. You know what I mean? Really? So exactly. If you go to if you go to if you go to jail because you kill some other dude yeah. in a fight, yeah. you go over there and you keep leaving your bullshit or gang shit or whatever, blah blah blah. Hey, well, don't fuck with me because I'm the shit or whatever. I yeah. punch you, I kill you here, I stab you. It's the normal thing. But those guys when they go over there Mm -hmm. it's a constant because those guys I remember I remember there was this guy that was famous because they didn't want to wear a, a regular they were political political prisoners and they they say I'm not going to wear the same uniform you need to give me a political prisoner uniform I'm not and they were walking around in, in, in underwear you know wow. and so because of that they came at them and they take him here, they put him, they torture them. There's a bunch of like shit they used to do. They used to throw him, you know, in these little things that they call the gavetas, which is like a, what's it called? Drawer. Like a drawer. You know, they put him in there and they're like, like, a, like being on a, on a coffin, coffin, you know? Yeah. And then they have water dropping or they, 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 they dump them and uh, up to their necks on the big hole with shit, you wow. know? Exactly. So, you know what I mean? All kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. So even now how do we know even that? the bad guys, yeah. the tough, the real tough guy, the tough, uh, they can kill anyone. They don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah. So that's why they respect those guys. They have, because I remember my grandpa was in jail for almost. He was like fifteen years in jail. Now why was he in jail again? Because my grandpa fought the war with Castro mm -hmm. uh, as a the rebel army and he was a captain and you know when he joined you know my grandpa was a simple man you know like from the from the countryside and stuff like that and uh he joined the army because you know whatever the reasons these guys were doing the thing especially where they used to live it was like a lot of poverty whatever you know and the the president of cuba was like very corrupt you know batista batista was very corrupt and but i never figured it out because i'm not like a real like never got too much into the history part of that side but i remember a thing i believe like the united states for some reason didn't want batista either for some reason i don't remember what it was uh but anyways um so they were against Batista and those guys that used to do crazy things too. Like, you know, I see that's how I see these people. Come on, this I see these people from Miami. Oh, you look at Cuba. That's another thing that pissed me off sometimes. Like, oh, look at how Cuba was that great. And you see, like, you don't see one black person every time they put. You know, that's another thing that <laughs> you know, it's like pissed right. me off. Like, sometimes I try to get into, it, but I'm like, I'm not gonna get into this shit with these people because they're never gonna understand. But, anyways, right. but. But at those times, they used to kill people too, like the, the Batista, like uh, regiment or whatever, you know. The, so you're not like looking back at the glory days of Batista and thinking that's how. It no, I like I, I don't even know the glory. I didn't live that time, but supposedly, yeah. supposedly, he was kind of like here, like supposedly what they all brag about the Cubans or whatever. It's like, for example, the peso was the same as a dollar, right? So that's good for the economy, I guess. Yeah, and we had, if I'm not mistaken, there's a few things that we had 
uh, in Cuba, I don't know if it was this first TV station or something. It was the, I don't remember. It was like first in Cuba than here or something like that. Like they tried first in Cuba, you know, the cars and everything. It was like, you know what I mean? Like Cuba was like a supposedly, but of course for the rich or whatever. But for example, if you ask my dad or whatever, they say, no, you could live with, you know, with 25 cents. But it's the same shit as here. Like people say, with yeah. 25 cents, you can buy like, well, you buy now for 125 bucks, you know, at the grocery store. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, stuff like that. So your grandfather, you were going to So my father, my grandpa joined the army because it was a lot of people didn't have electricity and those mountains, whatever, you know. Uh, the guys screw all the time. They live in misery, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, when the army needed to kill somebody or beat somebody up, they do it too, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. And, you know, the it was uh, inequality, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. So Castro came with his thing, and of course, it sounds good. So he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. So a lot of people start doing it or whatever. And uh, Cal- Castro, I think my grandpa served with Che Guevara's uh, army whatever mm-hmm. it was like two like, it was like fidel's army and then one side was che guevara and the other side was the other guy camilos and fuego so that's how that's how they did it they, they try to emulate the same thing that happened against the spain when the war against spain uh-huh. like they have like this guy maceo and the other dude they came from one side of the island to the other side and they try, were trying to meet in the middle yeah that's how they were going to fight it so that's the same thing they did so since my grandpa was in the west side of the thing of Cuba, he joined the Che Guevara thing. Um, so he joined it, everything. He had the long, you know, revolution, 1959. Batista left. The, the Fidel won, whatever, the army, the rebel army won. So he, they moved into Havana. But when they moved to Havana, him and his bodies too, they were in the army. They were all a captain and stuff like that. And uh, they start seeing like how they were, the governments were ceasing. First, they started ceasing, you know, the United States company, the oil company, the trains or whatever, transportation, whatever. Okay, I guess the boys said, oh, whatever, yeah, blah, blah. But then they saw they started ceasing people's properties, like business, you know, a restaurant, a market, mm. this, and they were like, I don't know about this, you know? They were like, <clears throat> Yeah. This is not the way we put our life on the line, you know. It was yeah. like we're gonna take this guy out, and we were, but then we're gonna keep it the way it was, you know. People yeah. have businesses, people, you know. Sure. So then, when they saw that, they were like, "Oh shit, this is something different," you know. It's some Russian shit, you know. Right. So they were starting, I guess, getting together secretly to try to start another rebellion or something, uh-huh. and somehow. Uh, the government knew they always they always <laughs> so they all got and I sometimes I think I forgot to ask my grandpa when I was my last time that I was living in Miami but I felt like I always thought like he was very lucky he didn't get shot yeah because treason was treated like fucking you're dead you know yeah but of course it wasn't only him it was like there was another famous commander they actually they never killed him or whatever but he's one of the guys that created he, he him and a bunch of his men they went to this place and they put 
this, you know, they declare themselves open arms and this place and that's why Camilo have to go over there and talk to them and that's when he came back. Camilo never showed, never disappeared very mysteriously, all that stuff. Supposedly Castro took him out. Wow. Because I think that guy, you know. So anyways, they gave my 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 grandpa like 30 years. Wow. They gave him 30 years and it wasn't the beginning. I'm talking about 1960s, you know. Yeah. Uh, they gave him 30 years and he did 15 or something like that. And then when he got out, it was like two or three years before the 80s. And uh, he wasn't, he said, okay, I'm just going to, you know, whatever. He was happy to be out and he was working and yeah. doing his thing. And But then when the thing in the 80s happened with the Mariel or whatever, or the, the big exodus from Cuba, uh, you know, yeah. Scarface thing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the government called him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the government called him and said, intelligence, whatever. They said, okay, so you either live or we give you the rest of the years that you didn't do. No way. Yeah. And that's why he didn't want to leave Cuba. <gasps> yeah. He wasn't interested in leaving Cuba. He made him leave. It's mad. Like he, he always thought that he was going to go back to Cuba someday. Like a lot of these old people that were like, oh, they never wow. wouldn't want to stay here. They should stay here because they have to. But So he came here with Tony Montana. Well, Tony Montana <laughs> didn't insist, but at the same time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so he came in I never knew that. Yeah, that's when they say all these So he was the people. first one in your family to come here? Uh, yeah, I think so. Wow. So him and my, my grandma. So they both came together. Yeah, they both. Came how did together. they? How did they come? How did they? They just put them in the because that's how they did. Like they, they did something like, for example, if you have family and yeah. you have a boat and you went to pick up your family, your aunt and your mom, or whatever. Yeah. You had a boat. When you got in there, you say, okay, you're gonna take your aunt, your boat, whatever. But you need to take all these people too. So they go in there and then they wait until someone okay you're gonna take these people okay take them so they, that's how they he lay left but that's how they Castro is like you know so smart dude like he did all of that and he he also took people from out of uh, prisons yeah he took people from out of the not houses <laughs> right he sent a bunch of great he was like this is great <laughs> he was like this is great I'm getting rid of these people for free and he was and then when you go when you go over there to pick your family up they have like a bunch of stores that you can buy rum yeah so he was making money he was making money at the same time getting rid of, of all these people like hey it's a perfect game it's like why do I want these people here why do we want people here it's just a waste of space <laughs> you know what I mean why do, what, why do I want to have people that hate me you know, yeah, and gay people too, like right. a lot of gay people, like so. So left. that's an interesting. If you if you go on there and show up and you say, "I'm gay," <laughs> perfect. I heard stories like people that were. I heard stories that people that weren't even gay or anything, and they just took a picture. It's like a, me. I say, "Hey, take a picture of us," and we just kiss, <laughs> and then you show up. Oh, yeah, just like. Cast Dude, I'm gay. Check it out. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. What's your name? Boom, boom. Go in that boat. You know, really. That's how it was. Yeah. So why why don't the why doesn't the left hate Castro for that? 
The left, you mean? The left, the ones that say he's the greatest, like Cindy Sheehan. All you mean these people here, yeah. the left from here? Why don't? Why don't? No, they... because they don't know. They don't know shit. They don't. They, they don't know that he kicked out gay people. Exactly. No, they, they, he not only kicked out. Like, dude, this, you, you could get harassed for being gay by who? by the cops. Being gay was. Uh, I don't know, uh, the same as being a freaking against the revolution or some really? on some dog. Yeah, it was the same thing. Like, they used to, um, like, I remember there was this park in Havana that's very famous. Like, the, a lot of people used to go at night or whatever, you know? So yeah. they have different sections that people gather, depends on whatever, like, rock guys over here the yeah. rappers over here the you know hip hop dudes yeah. in the 80s whatever and uh, the bodybuilders you know yeah and then the gays dudes yeah. so they're all different sections and so once in a while the cops show showed up with these big trucks and they're just pulling people in there okay you and they see you're like gay whatever or flamboyant whatever the hell you uh, hey Wow. You know, being gay is being gay. Whether it's the same as being gay, it's always been everywhere. Like when you're gay, and you know, you have yeah, to know. hide it. I know. You know, it's a bad. Yeah. Oh, this guy's a nice. He's gay, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> That's a normal thing, Cuba. You know, I heard it a lot right, of times. Right. Like, yeah. And Maricomba is buena gente. It's a good. You know, it's like it's the same thing. It's like it's, it's always been like that. Whatever. But these people here on the left. They don't know this shit. So they're only thinking about, oh, it's great. And then when they go over there, they go to the government and they said, oh, I'm such and such for uh, from the United States. Uh, I'm a reporter. Oh, sure, whatever. No, I would like to talk to some people. Sure, sure. <laughs> Let me uh, introduce you to this guy. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like you're going to go and you're going to go on the street and you're going to... But there's plenty of videos if you look around that uh, I recently saw a video somewhere, I don't know if it was on Facebook or whatever, that there's somebody, I think that's, actually I think it was in English, like, it wasn't like an English, somebody from here, from here, from England or whatever, and there was a situation or whatever, and there's this guy, because there's always this guy that doesn't give a shit anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some people, most of the people are afraid because they don't know. Yeah. They don't know if the government's going to get a hold of that video, or they don't know if you're really working. Who you say you Exactly. Yeah. You know, so they're like, no, 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 I don't have no comment or whatever, you know, normal yeah. thing. But this is a lot of people said, you want to know? Okay, look, come over here. Listen, this is blah, blah. And they start telling you everything about it. Is. This is bullshit, but you're going to find it. They, I saw recently a couple of <coughs> uh, guys, I think that's the one I saw, is a couple Cuban Rastafarian guys, you know? Yeah. And the guy kind of like speak a little English, you know, because of the whole, they like the, the music or whatever, and so they, they, yeah. they learn English or whatever. And the guy was, you know, talking about Salasia and everything, you know, the whole Rastafarian shit. Yeah. But he was also saying, there's a lot of racism here, and, you know, it's a lot of shit. Don't tell me, like... But it's the same thing. You go, oh, Cubans for everybody. You go over there and you take a look at a picture when you see all those guys at the top. How many black people you see over there? The same thing. Really? It's the same thing. You see maybe one, two. Really? Exactly. It's the same thing. Wow. You know? And, I thought that was like and one then, of the only good things about it was that it wasn't racist. And there is, a, and there is one black person 
Yeah. Uh, that one is the equivalent of that guy here. You know that cop here, uh, with the Texas thing, and he's a cop or something. He's Republican. Everybody hates. You never know. I don't know his name, but this guy that's like, uh, it's like a black Republican, <laughs> African American Republican, right. and he's like totally, totally, totally. Ben. ben yeah, yeah. He's a cop or something, an ex-cop or whatever. Oh, that guy was a doctor. No, no, that's Ben Carson. Yeah, Ben Carson. No, no, no. I'm talking about this other guy. He's like a cop, like an ex-cop uh, or or chief. He used to be a chief or whatever. The guy is like a freaking. Oh, it's the worst. You know, it's yeah. like when everybody's crying about the, the people killing people in the street or whatever. He's like, oh, oh, oh. You know? <laughs> you're like, oh my god. So there's one. There's a yeah. Guy. So when you see one over there, it's like he really fought really hard to get over there. So yeah. he needs to be extra asshole. You know right, what I mean? Like right. the worst of the worst. You know, because he needs to get high on the ladder, and you know, you know, it's, it's hard for a black man to do that over there too. So. Yeah. He needs to go over the top, you know. <clears throat> so let's talk about your story. Like well, so, we should talk about before your mom that we should talk about the uh no what? The painting on the wall. Oh the painting <laughs> on the wall. But the painting well, the painting on the wall was wasn't really like I belong to like a movement or anything. It was just I know, but it's a great young story. guy. You have to tell the story. Like angry young person. So what were you angry about? About the whole thing, bro. Like, tell me about it. It was frustrating. It was, it was, tell me about your awakening, the moment when you realized that all the stuff that you'd been told was lies. I used to believe in that shit. Like, I was brainwashed too, like everybody else. And then, you know, like everything else, you start hanging out with different people, the two things or whatever, you know, and then you're like, okay, whatever. Um, makes sense, but I remember, like, I used to idolize Castro too and Che Guevara and all that shit, you know? The same thing. Yeah. You, you used to see them as a superheroes, you know? So you have to, like, we do Pledge Allegiance here. What do they do in Cuba? In Cuba, <clears throat> I think that's why I don't, I haven't even, uh, I, was, I felt embarrassed the other day because I was in my kid's school and, you know, for the graduations and whatever and everything and everybody stand up and they start doing the, Pledge of Allegiance, and I see my little kid doing it too. You know, my youngest one is like totally his hand in his and he knows every single word. And I feel a little embarrassed that I don't know, but the thing at the same time, I haven't even tried because I don't believe, because that's the reason I live. I think it's, that shit is bullshit, you know what I mean? What did you have to say back then? No, in Cuba, they have, we have something that I have to say every day at school, every day. It was every day. Every day when you go to school, 7.30, the ring, the bell rings like around eight or something. Uh-huh. Or, and then they have always like the news, somebody reading the news, or doing something, or doing some poetry, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end they have, uh, I don't think, I don't remember, but it's it, nothing as long as this shit over here. It's like yeah. something short, but I do the most, uh, uh, common thing or the most famous thing that they say is like pioneros por el comunismo seremos como el che it means pioneers because they're little kids they call it pioneers yeah you know like pioneers or whatever yeah the little the future or whatever uh, for communism yeah we're all gonna be like che right that's the goal to be like che you know a terrorist so, <laughs> or whatever you know <laughs> or whatever like some 
the Che Guevara thing, listen, I never met the guy personally, and I don't know, he might be maybe a good guy, but I heard some crazy stories. Yeah. Nothing that I've seen. There's nothing that I can see as a fact, okay? But my problem with Che Guevara is not with him personally. Yeah. My problem with Che Guevara is that it's a symbol that's been used in Cuba to brainwash people for years and years and years, and they still do. Yeah. That's my problem. So when you see people wearing a Che Guevara shirt... I just saw here, today. It was funny because today I was driving I saw a truck today or some truck. Yeah. And I have on the one on the side they have a Che Guevara on the left and then one of those uh, stickers, you know. Yeah. On the back of the glass or whatever. And I remember automatically driving to see his guy's face whatever and he looks like like uh, Hispanic, mostly Hispanic people do that, like Latinos, whatever, from South America or whatever. You know? uh-huh. Or the people here, you know, the people here, pro, pro rights movement or whatever, that they don't really know, you know, or they, you know, they know the story of Che Guevara was uh, like a stand-up guy, they fought for injustice everywhere in the world, you know what I mean? Like the guy was like, so that's the all they know, but they don't know most all the shit that, let me clarify, I don't know if it's a fact or not, but I heard like the guy enjoy what I heard about the guy is like the guy, of course he has books and everything and he, you can read it. He was, he was a well, you know, he was well educated. Sure. He was a doctor, you know. Yeah. But I heard like the guy was a nut job. Like yeah. he loved action. That's what I heard. He loved action. He loved, you know, the adrenaline of fighting and shooting and running from the cops or running from the army, you know, that kind of shit because... That's what my dad told me. Like he, my dad used to have a cousin that when it, when Castro was fighting against the government, my cousin, it was my second cousin, it's my dad's cousin. So, but basically he was a terrorist. Yeah. Like his job, his thing was instead of fighting in the mountains, his thing was fighting in the city. So fighting in the city, you try to you put bombs in the in the theater, in the movie theater. Like my dad told me that one time, he told me, "Hey, don't go out tonight because tonight shit is going going to go down." Hardcore, you know, really, shit like that, yeah. Like wow. the guy was crazy. Like uh, the guy being in the would house. Tell your dad that. Yeah, he was older than my dad. He like he would tell your dad some terroristic shit's gonna go. Yeah, down. like tonight some shit's going down. So don't go tonight. Don't go out. Try to stay in the house. Wow, it's gonna be some shit down. Like they used to go for example, like the electricity power or whatever. Yeah. You know the. One of those things that have an arm here, whatever, in any yeah. place, you know, they, they supplies electricity to the city, to Sherman yeah. Oaks, whatever. They go over there and they do something to fucking cut the shit or create, like then the whole power outlet goes out. Yeah. It's a big deal. Or they put bombs in movie theaters or they do crazy shit, put explosives on places, you know. Really? And shit like that, yeah. So, stuff like that. So, looks like Che Guevara was into that shit. And the other stories about his office, right? Yeah, there's this famous story that he, every day of where he was, that's what my, my grandpa was in that same place. It's like a, it's like an old castle from the Spain or whatever. So they have the dungeons, so they have the mm-hmm. the prisoners, especially political prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the 60s, that shit was bad. And they used to like uh, do the fire squad every day at five. So they say like he used to sit down at five o'clock, his office 
because it was like an old Spanish building, whatever. He opened his big windows. Curtains? No, no. You know the windows, they have this uh, wooden thing, you know. It's like, uh-huh. a, like the doors. It's like doors, but windows yeah, at the same yeah. time. They, have, they move like that. So they open it, he sits over there, he lights out his cigar. Uh-huh. He sits over there, and he just watch people getting shot against the wall. Right. Like he was watching his favorite TV show, you know what I mean? Right. I know if it's true or not, but that's what they say. And they yeah. say like when somebody, for example, uh, they find out that someone, when they were fighting in the mountain, some they find out this one guy that's been with them for six months is a traitor. Like he's giving information to the intelligence, the army intelligence, whatever. Uh-huh. They find out, and it's a guy that everybody likes. He's a funny dude, cool guy. One time you didn't have food and he gave you food. Oh, I gave my food, whatever. So, okay, he's a traitor, so fuck it, we need to kill him. And nobody wants to kill him because he wants to kill somebody just in cold blood, like just like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, he, would, he would say, hey, fuck this shit. And he grabbed the gun and just shoot him in the head. That's it. He was like, okay, that's it, it's done. Put it in the home, let's go. You yeah. know, that's what they say. I don't yeah, know if it's yeah. true or not, but this books reading about it. Yeah. And, you know, like the people that were really on the war with him and everything. And uh, so. Well, that kind of oral history is important. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, Some it's people something... might say, oh, you don't know share because you haven't even read the well, book, whatever. So that's what I heard I, from generation to generation. So I don't know. It's like I know, but I mean, it's so. like that's when we go back, when researchers go back and they learn about the real history of things because our textbooks are written by you know, corporations basically by, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's definitely not the truth. So when they, when they want to find out what really happened, they talk to people. And so like, they would talk to someone like you and yeah. your family to no, find out. That's how they find out these stories. The same thing, like the other day, uh, I know this guy, he's Cuban too. He's, uh, he's like me, he's like progressive. Sometimes he goes a little overboard with everything. He's a very dramatic too. Mm-hmm. But um, the other day he was posting something he was basically addressing the Cuban right wings in Miami that keep talking about Jose Marti, which is like basically, it's like saying the founding father of Cuba. He's the guy that led the war against Spain, you know? Mm-hmm. He was a poet, he was an artist, and he was the, the, the brains of the whole thing. Yeah. And the guy used to live in the United States for a while because he was exiled from Spain, from Cuba. Mm-hmm. They saw him, and he was living, and he wrote a lot of stuff about the United States. Whatever he saw, and he was so exactly what is the money and the thing and the racism and all that shit. Yeah, and he wrote about it. But these people in Miami, they talk, oh, they use him, oh, blah blah blah, but they don't talk about it. But if you tell them, hey, this shit is happening right now, oh, how dare you, oh, blah blah blah, was yeah. hey, your your idol saw that. Yeah, a hundred years ago, you know <laughs> right. what I mean, right? But you don't mention, and the same thing that happened in Cuba. They, all these governments they do the same thing, the same thing. They hide stuff from here, like uh, Native Americans, all this thing, blah blah blah, and they try to make it look like it never happens, or they don't talk about it. Yeah, it's like they're looking looking to the other way. Over there, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, uh, no, these people are. And I remember the first time I really realized it was, um, well, first, for example, if you go to a hotel or something, as soon as you get into the hotel, you already have somebody on you. Just walking through the lobby. 
They don't know. Tailing if, you? Yeah. They just want to know what the hell you're doing there. Mm. They don't know if you're going to. If you're a Cuban. If you're a Cuban, exactly. Going into the. Normally, hotel. you would say, they don't know if I'm going to get a room over here. But it's because you're not supposed to get a room over here. You're Cuban. Right. That's how they are on you right away. They know, of course, you're not American. So that's how here. you sort of had your awakening, right? Was- a little bit. I started a little bit, and then one time. Uh, we did some kind of, we used to like do these crazy things that we just, in the middle of the night, we just say, hey, let's go to this beach, whatever, let's get a train and go to this place and we all go together and camping and do this crazy shit and drink and do this, you know, what kids do, whatever. And the first night I got really drunk, next day I was totally hungover and we were staying in a place that was no, it was like they just built a new hotel and they didn't have any no trees or anything there was no shade it was really hot i was hangover i couldn't eat anything and i was dehydrated i have no water so when i went to the place i went to the where the you know all the tourists are sitting over there drinking the fancy drinks the bars on the beach the bars and the coconuts and the fancy drinks or whatever and when i asked the guy for a little water he said no just like that i'm like dude i'm i really need some water he said no just like that just like that. And you said... And I said, dude, I... You said the, from the tap. From the tap, yeah. I say, give me... Some, I don't want a like, bottle of water or anything. Just from yeah. the tap, anything, whatever, you know. And he was like, no, dude. Like, basically, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to have water because I'm freaking... Because you're Cuban. Because I'm Cuban. So I'm like, so this is not for me. This is for these people. Yeah. The enemy come in here and they can eat our stuff. And our shit. So... So these people are talking, making speech, three hours speeches, five hour speeches, telling us how we have to resist, be strong, because we are the greatest race in the world. The Cubans are the greatest nation in the world. We stood up to the Americans and blah, 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 blah. But in reality, the only people that are really resisting are us. The, so the struggle is only for us, but not for you. So these people are supposed to be the enemy, the capitalism, or whatever. They come with their dollars, and they can do whatever they want. And they can eat whatever, you know what I mean? So that's for them. So, you know, my dad could be building this hotel, but he cannot, after he built it, he can come back in, you know? Yeah. It's stupid. So that's what, I, that's what I started saying, like, this is bullshit. So every Sunday, you know, when they then, of course, my family... They want me to play in the game, you know, because if you don't do it, you you, uh, it's not good for you. you get so they like were a, worried about you, you once get, you, you started get, to exactly. You get put on the blacklist. So they want me to do these things like every Sunday, go like learn how to shoot and marching and doing this military shit. And I was like, hell no! You didn't why? do it. No, I didn't do any of that shit. Like, now, you also told me a story about your dad having to go to the military. Yeah, my dad went to the war in Africa. So how did that happen? He went to work one day, right? He was at work. The government showed up. With The, the government showed up with the trucks, and they said, okay, get in the truck, let's go. And they sent, they got him to the stadium. It's like a Dodger stadium or like that, whatever it was. And they were like, okay, that's it. You guys are going to Africa. To that's do what? It. To fight for the freedom of, to help these people. You know, they gave him a speech or whatever, you know, like like Hitler would do the same thing. 
The same right. thing. Or anybody with you. Blah, 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 blah. So, like, he got drafted instantly. Like instantly. In, in one and day, if they you say, no, him. there's no way I'm going, forget about it. You're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. So, you're, how did, what happened? Gonna, did he say goodbye to you? No, he made a phone call to my mom. We didn't even have a phone. They had to call my neighbors. And then it okay, come around. Hey, your husband is going. So she went down there. And he was like, hey, I'm going to Africa. I don't know when I'm coming back. Shit. So I guess I'll try to stay alive as soon as I can. That's it. And how long was he gone for? He was gone like for six months. He wasn't gone for, you know. So he, but he was, he was there in the first one. The first, so his shit was going down hard. He told me. That's why he, this is one of the first persons that told me, like, every time we saw the Rambo movie, Yeah. he told me the real war is, no, the real war is not like that. Like, somebody running and shooting. Oh, to, 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 you're standing up. It's like, when the shit is going down, Yeah. you don't even dig your head out of the freaking hole because the shit is going down really hard. And you just, sometimes you have to go like this, you know? Yeah. You don't even, you don't even, you can't even see what you're shooting at, you know? And uh, it's crazy. He could have died easily. We yeah. don't have no that. He was lucky. He never not, nothing to him, you know. Yeah. But. And so he came back. And he came back, and then he have to integrate himself into the thing, you know. So because you either do it or not. Some people have his decisions. People do it or don't do it. But he did. He said like, if I want to get ahead, I need to fucking do this shit, you know, and play the game. Yeah. And so he joined the communist party. He gone and joined the communist party and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to keep it an image and blah blah blah, whatever. So that's why it wasn't good for them that I was at. And even when I was a kid, I have to be brainwashed too because it's not good if I go to school and say my dad said Castro is an asshole. Right. <laughs> and this is all bullshit, you know. You're gonna have knocking in your door right there, you know. And they're taking them to jail, not me, you know, because yeah. I'm a kid. So that's how that's how it is. But these people that go over there and they do these interviews, they don't talk to the right people. Like I said, they when they go to Cuba, they talk to whatever. Oh yeah, yeah I want to talk. Oh sure, we have this guy. Hey, come over here, and everything is f great. Great. It's the same thing. Like in Cuba, even the schools happen. In schools in Cuba, every day they had you eating, feeding you shit at school, and then when somebody big was coming, oh that day was chicken. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> that there was chicken and mango marmalade really yeah. oh yeah and uh, sodas you know <laughs> the rest of the year it was like <laughs> you know what I mean it's like really yeah I did the same thing so you have proof of that I mean you've yeah, seen I it yeah I lived that thing I you've saw it you've seen it I saw it and I you know I didn't see more because I didn't get into it but yeah. and then of course you, you know it got to a point that but you have to tell the other story first which one Oh, the one with the thing. No, it's one time, yeah, my, <laughs> me, my friend, my neighbor, and my brother, we were like drinking and we're getting really, you know, spend the whole day drinking. There's nothing we could do, just drink, 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 drink. And we came and we kept drinking and came, and it was like, like seven at night, you know, it was starting to do the dark or whatever. And we kept talking about the government and all this. This is bullshit and blah 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 and all for this crap blah 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 and then I don't know who came up with the idea who the first one said it like why don't we write some some shit some you know some graffiti or whatever against Castro like oh yeah let's do it so we started doing a plan and 
we mixed a bunch of my friend was into art at that time so he had a bunch of like paints and stuff so we started mixing paints and we some mixtures and we have some things and whatever so we came up with a plan okay who's gonna write it? i'll write it so you guys uh i need to watch for that corner and you gotta watch for that corner we did all the whole plan we were so drunk bro <laughs> so we were thinking about oh we need to do something like it. so after that and i'm done with the with the with the, the brush when i'm done with the brush did you, what did you write about how like down with castro like huge <laughs> letters so i was like Okay, when I'm doing that, I give it to you, and then you walk the other way. And because we're thinking about the dogs, they have the dogs smelling, and they follow you. You know, we, right. we learn all this. Whatever, we believe all that crap. And then we had this big plan. And uh, yeah, we did it. And we did all this crazy, stupid thing, like just go and do all the switcheroo and whatever. Like, I give the brush to my brother. My brother went walking the other way, start trying to like, make the ducks lose a track <laughs> and then come back and then we met at this place and then we took a bus and then we traveled the bus like far like I don't know like a, the next town or whatever and then we came back <laughs> just in case so that way the ducks don't know what to do you know what I mean right. stupid wow. because it was right by your house right it was across the street from my house <laughs> it was like a it was a building when you got on when you went out you opened the door of my house but you sit on my porch that's the first building you see in front of you. Like, all you have to do is just cross the street. And, That's so great. And it was huge, bro. So at the end, we were like so excited. And the funny thing is that we thought, we were so drunk, and it was dark, but we thought it was uh, like midnight or something. It was like nine in, <laughs> nine in the evening, you know? Like everybody could see us, probably. <laughs> Nobody saw us, luckily. I guess we were right. lucky because easily... Anybody could be walking around and see us doing that shit. Easily, easily. But I guess we were lucky. And then I remember before I went, when we, the three of us, we had an appointment. We were going to go to the dentist. So we needed to wake up really early to go because the lines were long. Yeah. So we needed to be there, you know, early as possible or whatever. So we wake up at like five in the morning or whatever. So I remember waking up at five in the morning, all hangover and shit. I'm like getting ready. So I'm like, let me see how it looks, you know? And when I look, when I go to my house, when I open the door, I go to outside of my house, I'm like, there was nothing. The 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 thing was gone. I was like, did I dream this shit, you know? Yeah. So my brother was like, what the hell? So we went to my friend. He literally lived next to that building, like just facing that building. And he was like, dude, uh, because he had... Um, this house and his porch, they used to be like a library, so he built it in a way to, so that would be his room. So he didn't yeah. have to, you know, he can bring girls or whatever. Yeah. So he have privacy with that. So anyways, so he says like, he woke up in the middle of the night with sounds of scraping sounds, like rock, 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 you know? Yeah. And then when he looked at it, there's people scraping the fucking thing. <laughs> rah, 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 rah. You know, but I guess he was big, right? So what are they gonna do? If you scrape every single letter, you're gonna make it bigger. Right. Or if you go, you're not gonna spray the whole, you know, I guess, whatever. So what they do is just paint over. Yeah. But every time it rains, you can see it <laughs> in the background. So we went to, the next day we went to, we were laughing and shit, we went to the dentist and we, we came back, we just start went to the, because that building, uh, right in that building, there was this little like 
area where there was like a little like benches so you could sit over there, hang, whatever. You know, we used to hang there at night or whatever. Yeah. Or during the day, whatever, to play baseball or whatever. And uh, we got over there, like nothing happened, you know, to see what's up, to fish, what you know, to see what happened. And then some guys that used to live there said, dude, you see what happened? Yeah, they have like they have one of those things that they bring to the people and they start yelling at the thing, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like like what, like a demonstration? Yeah, like a demonstration, like yelling like slogans and shit, like because oh, yeah, denouncing which means like oh oh those guys, you know, like whatever denouncing, denouncing the people who did denouncing it. the people who did it and uh, probably like the the American government is behind it or some shit, you know, and some good. And and what happened with your mom? Did she think uh, she has my seen, mom she saw the next right? day? Yeah, because uh, my pants were all like, <laughs> but my pants and my tennis shoes. So I was so drunk, I didn't want to like. So I just put them on a, on a bucket of water. Yeah. To the because for the pain to you know, and then next day, so my mom heard about what happened, yeah. and then she saw my pants <laughs> and a bucket. Yeah. And she probably looked and saw the paintings, yeah. whatever. And she asked me, hey, I was like, no, I told her like something like I was helping my friend in his house painting something and whatever. But then one time I was really drunk. I told her, yeah, it was me and my brother. <laughs> so, what well, is, yeah. But it could have gone, gone wrong. If I gone wrong, because we were already like in our 20s, you know. So what do you think would have happened? Who knows, man? I for sure they take us to jail, for sure. And we got some beating. They try to get us to see if we we have an organization, if we you know because also the people that take you they are so brainwashed too. They like start thinking that you are working with the CIA or some shit. You know what I mean? Stupid, right. You know? Yeah. So we just a bunch of kids who are tired of this bullshit. You know? Yeah. And we're just doing stupid things. Do you, do you think that the it still shows when it rains? I don't know. Who knows? I would, for that sure, if cool. I go back, I would like to see if that shit still shows. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's the thing. If I go to Cuba and I say, oh, that was me, whatever, you know. Or that's the thing. If, if you go to Cuba, you can, you can, if you get involved with politics in Cuba, you have to be on their side. If you say something that is not, they don't care if you're American, if you are, if you work for the UN, they don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, they don't care because they're what what's gonna happen? Nothing's gonna happen to them. You know, they can do whatever. Yeah. United States is not gonna start a war. Yeah. Because of No, you're right. Some guy that goes there and you know. Yeah. If this reporters go to their Cuba to start getting thin, they get if they if they're not smart enough they can even get a slap around a little bit, you know. They do it, they've done it. I remember one time there was a Spanish guy. Was doing questions, was asking the right questions, uh -huh. and they smack him around. They really? put him in the plane and said, You're gone, you're out. Really? Yeah. They smack him around a little bit, a black eye and everything. Yeah. What, the Spain is gonna uh, declare war on Cuba? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not gonna kill him, but yeah. they smack him around and say, You're never coming back here. Damn, man. <laughs> You think they would still do that? Ah, yeah. That's like still if Abby Martin really started... If she goes there and start asking those kind of questions, and they say, no, no, I demand to talk to the human. I want to talk to the human rights uh, 
movement in here, the people from the human rights with the ladies in white, all the stuff, I want to have an interview with them. You know, even if she doesn't tell them and she start looking around, they, they, as soon as she gets there, they're going to have somebody following her and following her steps. And if she, they see that she's doing that, the kind of thing, yeah. anything could happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could come and say, no, you can't do this thing anymore. The last thing that can happen is going to tell her, you can't do this anymore. And give me your, they did it with this guy in Venezuela. What's his name? Uh, Jorge Ramos, whatever, the guy from Univision. The guy that got oh, into the yeah. Trump, he went to Venezuela and he started asking yeah. this guy a question, Maduro or whatever. Uh -huh. And at some point, Maduro said, you know, yeah, it's crudish, you know? And they came and they took his cameras, whatever they were, whatever they were filming, whatever, they took the, the thing, whatever. They took the, they gave him the camera back, but they took the films and everything, uh, you know? Yeah. Somebody was able to steal something, I guess. I think I saw something somewhere. Yeah, I saw footage. Yeah, but they do that. They do. They do. They don't care. They don't care what people say. Well, I know you. You reminded me that our our friend Kate went there and she was taking a picture and they took her film yeah. out of her camera. She was taking cops, a picture of somebody beating. The cops, cops were beating someone. Someone exactly, and that's exactly what I told her. Don't you take all the pictures you want, <laughs> but if you see something like that, if you take a picture. It's your own risk because anything they don't like that. Yeah. They don't. They do it. I seen. I used to see that, and I actually saw that once. And when I was still going to high school, some tourist was taking the pictures of something. I don't know what it was. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember if it was political or whatever. But it was in front of a church. But I don't know what exactly it was. But I remember we were all like, "What the hell's going on?" The cop and the person saying, "What the hell?" You know? Yeah. And taking the camera from the person and taking the film out. You know, you can just like that. Yeah. Some dude, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Just random dude. So, That's why the cops are ha hated over there. <laughs> cops in Cuba are hated. Nobody likes the cops in Cuba. Really? It's like here. Nobody likes the cops anywhere. Well, some they people, worship the cops here. Well, some people worship, but you know who worship the cops here. Yeah, I know. Um, so, the, so I interrupted your story about playing music after you graduated you were talking about um you weren't allowed to tour no the thing is like yeah like uh it was a band that were getting together and rehearsing because there was um, somebody came from spain and wanted to take the band to play in a restaurant probably to get rip off whatever but right i was really trying to leave the country too you know yeah that way instead of you were you were a flight risk, and they knew you were a flight. Yeah, risk. exactly. And the people in the band, the world goes out, and it's like, don't call this guy because he's gonna, you're not gonna have a bass player for new for the first show. So they all knew. Everybody knew, I guess. I don't and know. It, was it because your mom had already left? I think so. That's the reason. I think. You know. They, How did your they mom? Wouldn't, they wouldn't give me the visa. No, my mom left because uh, she was visiting my grandpa. Oh. So they let my her out to visit him? They let her out to visit her the first time. She didn't stay. We told her to stay. She didn't. She missed us, you know, so she came back and we were like, what are you doing? You know, because we were thinking about all different plans, but, you know, we also have to think about the worst case scenario, which is the raft. So you don't want to put your mom in the raft. So. Right. That's why I said, you go first, nice and then plain, and you stay there. 
So when she came by the next time, then she stated, to and so, apply for a sealant asylum or whatever. So then it was time for you to, to make your big break. Yeah. So um, you did two. You had two. We So well, tell us about the first Well, no, we tried a bunch of stuff. We tried. There was a <laughs> bunch of plants. First, there was somehow my dad heard about these people. They were like pilots, and they worked for the Cuban airlines, whatever. So there was going to be this plan of these pilots with their families, and... I guess with us and some other people, whatever. We're gonna take a trip to a different state in Cuba, like to the west yeah. side of Cuba. Whatever. But instead of going there, the plane was gonna be hijacked. You know, the pilot uh-huh. was just gonna drive, yeah. turn around and go straight to Miami. Right. But, you know, we're waiting, 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 nothing happens and then just one day, oh, we're almost done. We're gonna do, I don't know, a couple of days, and then all of a sudden, that the same thing happened with different plane. So then after that, everything got really restricted. Oh. So the pilots got scared, you know. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I heard about it, I thought it was the same dude. So like, fuck, they fucking left off of it. But it was somebody else that were. And they made and it. And then they made it. It was a big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah, it came out on the news and everything here in Miami and all that shit. Wow. Yeah, they gave the security guy, whatever, the airplane, the guy in charge of security, they gave him some coffee with some, put some sleeping pills or whatever, like really high doses, and the guy, <laughs> really? <laughs> the guy woke up in Miami. I'm like, what the fuck? So it was a commercial fight and Yeah, it's a commercial. So plane. it was like a hijacking. Yeah, it was a commercial plane, but it was like a hijacking, yeah. Is, like but a, is that what you guys were going to do too? Yeah. <laughs> we were so happy, it was like going to be, it's like a trip. We're just going to sit over there, sit on the plane, and then... Hijack the fucking plane. No, 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 the pilots. <laughs> we're not hijacking the plane, we're just going along with the ride. We didn't want wow. to do it. So you had, a, you had a plan with the pilots of a commercial plane. Yeah, but it wasn't us. That's what my dad told me that was going to happen. This yeah. is what's going on, this is what we're going to do. Everything is cool. It's gonna be the easiest. It's yeah. gonna be the easiest thing. So it was like, oh, that sounds great. You never told me about that. And then the second time, the second plan was, we knew this guy. My dad knew him. You know, they were like young, you know, teenagers. There used to be, you know, a, a bunch of people. You know, grew up together, whatever, high school, whatever. And uh, the guy used to work with the, for the famous, you know, in one of those jets for the powerful, you know? Uh-huh. He was like the captain of the jets or whatever. So he was fed up with this shit too, so he wanted to leave his wife and, he wanted to leave with his wife and his kid. Uh-huh. But he couldn't bring them in the boat. So the arrangement was, we built like a little raft, a certain point, a certain time, we're gonna put his wife and the little girl in the raft. Our job was gonna be try to, with our raft, go to a certain point, and he was gonna come and pick us up, and then we're gonna go to the United States. Nice. But then another thing happened. One of those boats that came to Cuba would pick up somebody, and the coast guards kill everybody there, whatever. Oh wow. So now the uh, 
you know, the, those chips that patrol, those things that was going to be, it's going to, the security is going to be tighter. Right. So he got tired. So the guy was like, hmm, I don't know, I'm going away. So then after that, it was like, you know, like uh, this guy says double, double K, whatever. What is that? Double Louis, uh, Louis C.K. Whatever. <laughs> double C. He was like, time comes by and nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. And that's when, when that was when the ex second exodus happened in the 90s. That's when that happened. <clears throat> the government killed some people who were trying to pick up some family from Cuba. Some people from Miami came and tried to pick up some family. They killed again everybody. So the government, uh, you know, the 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 world started like human rights. Saying so, he got pissed off and he was like, you know what? It's time. for anybody now I'm the bad guy because I was trying to protect international water. So now everybody that needs to go, and wants to go, can't go. I don't give. It, I don't care. Whatever. Just do. Go. So he that way he created again the same situation for United States. Right. You know. So this is Castro saying. This is Castro. Whoever saying, wants yeah, to leave. Yeah. I heard that one. I was like, I came home really drunk, sitting in the on the thing, turn the TV, and he's on the TV talking. And I'm like, oh my God, this motherfucker again. So I'm like, and I was so drunk, so I was just like falling asleep, you know, whatever. I'm like, there's no movies, there's nothing. There's only two channels in Cuba, okay? Yeah. So he was on both channels. <laughs> <laughs> you told me like they had the movie once a week, right? Yeah, the good movies are always on Saturdays, a couple movies. And you like said sometimes 10. they would play an old Castro speech, right? Instead. Exactly. You're watching for the movie, and then and now we have the words of our commander in chief. Like, Fuck <laughs> you! You can hear like. So I remember yelling and shit. Like you can hear people yelling when you're drunk. You're like motherfucker, why? You know why? <laughs> so he's saying, you know, he's talking all that. They loved him there. <laughs> That's another thing that I said, like. Of course, there's always people that love him, but it's either because they work for them and they're doing that thing and they have to do it, or. But the regular people in the street, but nobody likes that shit. And especially yeah. now, I haven't been back, but uh, I don't want to repeat what people from uh, Miami says, whatever, but people in Cuba, I guess, they just worry about surviving. So they just only worry about getting drunk. Yeah. That, but I believe it because that's how I was. I was like, all I needed to do is just get drunk, you know? Yeah. Like, because... And uh, I don't know. He did that, and then everybody was like, "I'm out." So what did you do? So when I say that, I actually I didn't even realize. I thought it was me in my state, drunken state, like hearing things that weren't there. So I didn't even pay attention to it. So I went to bed. But yeah. the next day, I had a knock on my windows because my friends used to knock on my windows for me to get out. You know? Yeah. And. Uh, Said, dude, everybody's leaving. I just went to this town, whatever. Like, everybody's building rafts and stuff, and everybody's leaving. And wow. I was like, my eyes open. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm out. So I grabbed my thing. So I went to this, uh, the mom of this girl that I used to go out with, a date, you know, I used to be my girlfriend. And I asked her, and she was like, it's funny because the other day I saw on Facebook uh, that girl. Yeah. Uh, she was visiting Cuba. She was with that guy, uh, her um, uncle. So anyway, 
that girl's mother said, I know my brother always want to live. And I'm pretty sure if this is true, I'm pretty sure he's building something. So she got a hold of him and he said, yeah, actually we need one guy. So I was like, I'm down. So I pick up my stuff, my money, you know, have dollars and stuff like that. And the rest of the guys were all like from that town. They were like all fishermen and, you know, the kids that grew up yeah. swimming and, yeah. They knew a lot about the sea and everything. And me, I had the money, you know, all the money that my mom sent me from me. So we used that money to buy like supplies and buy, you know, stuff to build the rafts and all stuff. So yeah, we did it. How long did it take you the to build first it? One, it was like a week to build the whole thing. And we were riding, we were right next to the ocean. Where the house was, it was next to the ocean. And that place, that's where everybody used to bring their stuff. So we saw so many things in there, dude, like people living all day long, bringing the shit, and disappearing. Wow. And so many breaking down, or they build stuff and they break down right there and have to come back. It was like a freaking movie, dude. It's like a circus. Really? Oh, yeah. These people came with this <laughs> big thing, with playing rumba and shit, and singing, oh, we're leaving, we're leaving. you know, like yeah. the rumba, right? Like playing the, the Cuban shit, the conga, whatever. Oh, the US, you know? Yeah. And as soon as they got in there, that shit like broke. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude, <laughs> some dude just jumping there with a with the inner tube, yeah. Not even nothing to like to raw or anything, yeah. And a couple of bottles of rum, <laughs> and, we, and people have to go and take him out. Dude, you're gonna die. What are you gonna do? You know? Right. He's like, I'm out of here. He <laughs> was crazy. He was crazy. Dude. So how did your raft? What did your raft look like? Well, our, our raft, it looks like one of those. Uh, um, how do you call it? You have like three. You take the inner tube. The inner tube is round, so you you cut one side. So when you um, seal those ends, there's two ends. You seal and you put air on it. It becomes like this big tube. Uh -huh. So we use those big tubes on the bottom, uh -huh. and then we have like a little floor, and we use this uh, foam, styrofoam. Also, in case something happened, we can float that yeah. way. And then those guys are like very, you know, very like clever. And they build like this sail thing that looks like the ones on the jet. You know, very rustic, but the same mechanism that you have to go around. You move it around, with the, you know, try to get the same direction of this thing, whatever. And um, yeah, that's how it looked too. But it was only for five people. So it had like a little like steering thing too, like, you know, those little things right there. And uh, yeah, it looks great. So it took us like a week. And when we got in there, we spent the whole night and that thing broke. And it broke. You it, spent the whole night where? On, at the on the sea. We left like around four, something like that, or five, whatever. In the afternoon? Yeah. And when it started getting dark, first of all, my the, I'm sitting in the back. I'm rowing. Yeah. Because first I was like, my first job was like just steering. But then, you know, you take turns or whatever. Uh -huh. So I was rowing next to this guy. And we have, he was looking for the flashlight. And in our, at the bottom of the thing, for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know if it was short and wood or what. But there was, everything was like a floor, 
yeah. but there was only one section that it was open. So his flashlight, the flashlight, he was gonna take it out, I don't know what happened. The flashlight fall down through that hole, <laughs> down to the ocean. It was like part dark, you know, like pitch black, you know. Pitch yeah. black, I, I could see that thing floating going <laughs> down to the bottom of the you ocean. You knew you were doomed from that point. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't say anything because I didn't want to create a situation. Yeah. Yeah. But then the guy was like, guys, what? So there was this guy who was like supposed to be like the captain or whatever. Yeah. You know, he was the one that took everything too serious or whatever. And he was like, and this guy was like, oh man, I dropped the flashlight. And the guy was like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? Oh my God. He was just like yelling at each other. And then, okay, there's some wind. And when we opened the freaking cell, you hear, <laughs> it broke. It got stuck somehow. And when he pulled it too hard, the whole thing like tears. <laughs> we're like, what the hell? And then, okay, I guess we're gonna roll all night long, right? So we're not gonna use the. So we're rowing and rowing, and then I started feeling like there was a little too much water. <laughs> yeah. So it was like a lot of water. I'm like, where's so much water in here? <laughs> and then we figured out what it was. It was like when we did the, those inner tubes we tied them up all together in one movement, right? Uh-huh. So on one of the ends, it got a little loose, so I, because it got loose and everything was yeah, together. One piece of twine through the whole. And the whole thing started got loose, so the tubes yeah. didn't lose, they didn't fell off the thing or anything, but they went up. Oh. So the, the floor was deeper and the thing uh-huh. that was higher. I so see. luckily they didn't if they if they go out then we're gonna be like in the water you know completely yeah so i don't know so then i took before i left somebody gave me one of those pills for uh for C-sickness? getting seasickness yeah. and then i got a beer uh-huh. i didn't think about it and then we all did this yelling and oh what the hell blah blah blah, blah. I, I, I was a time I was like so sleepy, bro. I was like, I don't know what you guys gonna do, but I'm gonna sleep, okay? Because there's nothing we can do anyways. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So I slept for a while, and then it was weird. It was like some all of a sudden the red turned like a little red, uh-huh. and it was this wind all of a sudden, and I was, I was like, okay, this is it. <laughs> but it was like a short thing. Uh-huh. It and then that's it. And then everybody kind of fell asleep, but we couldn't even really sleep because you kind of worry you're gonna fall down or whatever, yeah, yeah. or somebody's gonna fall, you know. Yeah. So, but the next day we try to figure out. We figure out how to go back to the island because the thing is that we we're stuck in the middle, of some current that didn't let us either go back to Cuba mm-hmm. or keep going north uh-huh. to the United States. So. Uh-huh. We couldn't figure out that at night, but during the day, somehow we start trying different things, and we start kind of like a rowing against the current, uh-huh. rowing against the current, and then we start moving a little bit to the right. So we ended up finally touching, you know. But we were so exhausted, bro. Like I was so exhausted. So one of us went walking to that town, whatever, and they called a bunch of people, and they came with the thing. And, they help us bring the thing. Those guys were angels. They, like, they pick up the whole thing and then they didn't, they were like, oh, no, you guys don't do it. You guys are tired probably, so don't do anything. Those guys like big dudes. You know, well, they all grew up with those kids over there. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. Just yeah. like 
they were they were good guys. They actually protect us when we were like, gonna get in the water uh-huh. because there was a lot of shit happening. Like if you try to live in your boat, there could be like three people that just hey, I'm going too, and then you're like, yeah, dude, there's yeah. no more room in here. You know? Yeah, yeah. So they were like, they actually did like some kind of like like bodyguards, you know? Yeah, they were good guys. And um, so, but then there was a storm. There was like a bad weather. Lasted another week. But you, didn't you didn't you crash the party that they were having for you? Yeah, I went Your back. I called my dad. I was like, and when I got home, all my friends were like drinking and getting drunk, celebrating that I was on my way to the United States. <laughs> and I just showed up. Hey, what's up? And they were like, hey. so I just joined the party. I keep drinking, and getting drunk. That's crazy. Dude. It's funny because I and that thing I thought I, I thought that. Uh, when we got stuck over there, we wouldn't, you know, I was like, fuck, we, what, what's going to happen? Yeah. We're getting stuck over here. Well, I don't know. We're going to, I don't know how long, because I heard these crazy stories like you, like, and we were like six miles out or something like that. Right. You know? Wow. So, and that's another thing. We were like, when we were at night and we lost the flashlight. Yeah. We don't have a way. I think somebody had like a, f- a lighter or something, but that's it. And we could see the the ships, the merchant ships passing, like, like really close, you know? Wow. Like, I don't know, like a mile away from us or some shit like that. You know? uh-huh. They're huge. Yeah. You see them you see them from far, you think they move slow, but when you see them so close, they're really fast. They're like, you know, they're like, yeah. cut, they are. And I guess they saw us or something, I don't know. But we were lucky they didn't run over us or anything. Right. And, uh, but I remember thinking, fuck, am I gonna die here? In yeah. the middle of this shit? Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even like, in the middle, you know what I mean? We're in the middle, yeah. and it was dark, it was dark. I remember like, dark was so silent at the beginning, like, you don't hear anything. And then you just, it's dark, and you see the only the moon, yeah, and the reflection of the moon, that's it. And you see the other things, and sometimes you think you're hearing something, you know? Yeah. Like voices or something, probably like a lot of people, so, the whole, you know, so many people leaving that you probably hear some people yelling or something, but you yeah. don't know if it's yelling for help or we're just singing. Or you never know. They're happy. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. But it's crazy. So then Clinton said, oh, nobody's going to touch. So these guys changed their minds. They were like, no, no, I don't want to go to Guantanamo Bay. And then I was like, I'm going anywhere. Doesn't so, matter. So what does that mean? Clinton said what? I think Clinton said something like, Nobody's going to touch American soil. Oh. Because it's that thing with the Cubans, the, the touch. Oh. You know, it's called dry feet, wet feet or something. Like oh, if they touch, then they... If they touch American soil... They can stay. They can stay. Automatically, the Cubans. Because of the yeah. whole thing with the Cubans. So Clinton said that, and then, and then... So they started sending people to Guantanamo Bay. Okay. And this was in the 90s. Yeah, that this was... This was before this was the 1994 terrorists. or something like before that. Before 9-11. Yeah, before 9-11. So I was like, I don't know. So when that happened, my dad got a little, you know, boost. So he was, because he was thinking I was in my way over there. They were already, when I started building the rough with these other guys, my dad started building a rough with these other guys. Uh-huh. So these guys were like, I don't think we're going to, we want to go to Guantanamo Bay. We don't want to go to, we want to go to the United States. If not, we don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so, but I want to go. I'm going anywhere. I don't care. 
So you so, knew that you might end up in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, if it's Guantanamo Bay, it's Guantanamo Bay. I just want to live this shit. Right. I just want. That's to how bad you wanted to get. To yeah, Guantanamo. I was like, I was like, I, was, I want to get out of here. I already got in the boat and the thing, you know. So I was like, okay. So my dad, when I go back, my dad was building. So I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. I went back, told the guy, give me all the stuff that I brought. If you guys are not going to use it, you know, if you if you yeah. guys are not going, I'm taking all my stuff that I bought. Yeah. The robes, the thing, blah, blah. So I got over there because I kind of knew how, you know, I saw how they were building the stuff, whatever. Yeah. I, I kind of like told my dad or whatever. So told my dad, what not to do. What not to do, exactly. Or, and also, you know, oh, I remember these guys did this, whatever, blah, blah. My dad, I told him about what happened to the, to the, to the sale. Oh, yeah. So, well, with the idiot tube, too. So what yeah. we did with my dad was like, we did, one do the knot cut mm-hmm. to the north one to cut so if one this one get loose the other one is still tight you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. it makes sense and then the other things my dad is like you know because the other cell that we had was so fancy whatever and the end was shit. <laughs> my dad was like no we're gonna do like the vikings <laughs> so he did like something some pole on the top of one of the bottom something in the middle that can go around do the thing put it down and you shave it like this which is uh-huh. great you know yeah. what i mean i think that's why like a square sale? Yeah, like a square sale, like the Vikings, like the the Vikings used to use. It's simple and effective, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And it worked. It worked, yeah, it nice. worked a little bit, yeah. So how many of you were on there? Five, the same. same. So it was my dad, my brother, uh, myself, and two other guys. Uh-huh. Uh, one guy, he's funny. He was, we knocked on his house at three in the morning, okay? There was this guy who was going to go with us, this big dude, and he changed his mind. So we need another one. So we knocked at these guys. We're leaving tomorrow, okay? Yeah. So at three in the morning, we knock at this guy's door. He yeah. just he was sleeping. He just came from a party. He was drunk. <laughs> we knock at his door. I said, "Dude, you want to go to the United States?" And he said, "Yeah." <laughs> he just packed his shit and he just went with us. It was crazy. <laughs> that guy was crazy. Wow. He Did he regret crazy. it? No, he's here. No, he's uh, no, he's crazy. They, him, and my other and the other friend of ours, they got deported back the to US? from the Guantanamo Bay because they got in the biggest fight in Guantanamo Bay really? against. Oh, they fought even the <laughs> army guys. They were idiots. They were idiots. Really? The day that we got the finally green light to come to the United States, the same day. Okay, well, let's go back to uh, what happened. So you guys get in your raft. Yeah, we got on our raft. raft, and what happened? We left, and... What time did you leave? Like around 4, like around the same time, 4 or 5 in the afternoon. All our friends were there. We said bye to everybody. We got on the thing. We started rowing. We have the brew, you know, the compass. How many flashlights? Oh, we have like a few. We have <laughs> plenty of water. We have one of those big metal things with the you storage the milk yeah but with water so we we have water for and we have a lot of like russian meat yeah uh, cans yeah. and ham you know spam you know spam or yeah and uh all kind of shit it's crazy because then you know in the middle and i were hungry and my dad was like okay we need to preserve this shit so it's like <laughs> he opened the fucking thing and he gave us like we have so much cans. <laughs> and he was like, we don't know how long we're going to be here. We need to reserve. 
So he's the one in charge of the food. And we were like, come on, dude, we're really rowing. <laughs> My dad was really skinny, but we, we didn't want him to row because he was so skinny. He looks like he was going to, he looks like he wasn't in a concentration camp. Wow. Because I guess all these two weeks first, I left by myself. Yeah. He told my mom that we were gonna go together and he was scared that I was gonna... I left, so then if something happened to me, he felt bad, you know, like, oh shit. What am I gonna tell his mom, you know? Something happened to him. We're yeah. supposed to be together, you know. He was so all the stress, all that shit, and he, he some of the shit I don't want to talk about it, but it's like a little crazy shit. Yeah. So my dad was really stressed out, I guess, but he but he looked bad. He looked like he came from out of Auschwitz or some shit like that. Wow. Like I'm telling you, like if you knew my dad, yeah. now he's like 300 pounds, but he <laughs> wow. was never skinny. He's always been like you know yeah. built a little bit, you know, not normal, athletic guy, whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, he looked like skin and bones. That's what he looked. So we were like, you know, we try him not to. He was the old man, you know. Yeah. And then try my age now, whatever. But yeah. we try not him to. Anyways, but he was in charge. He was the captain, you know, the old, you know, the old dude with experience, whatever. So, oh yeah. So it's oh, it's, we need to eat. You guys want to eat? Okay. He opened the fucking <laughs> big ass can of spam, and he's like. Cutting these little cubes like this. Okay, for you, for you. Water. He bring one of those things that looks like the ones he used to. It comes with the... Mouthwash? Yeah, with the mouthwash. <laughs> this is water for you. Half of this shit. Dude, what the hell? You need to be hydrated. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, we have this huge tank in here. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was crazy. So how many nights and days were you No, it was just sea? one. Dude, it was, that shit was like a adventure, but it was like... We left at four, and next day in the morning, it's like around nine or ten. Finally, uh, the sun is out, whatever. Like the water is, you know, clean, you know, green, beautiful, and we're like, and then we we put this little thing in there so it we, we feel the breeze. Oh, let's do it! They open the thing, and we start. And it was going fast, really fast. So, and then all of a sudden, I see this helicopter. It was like around nine or ten in the morning. Uh-huh. The Costco helicopter. It's like red and blue or something like that. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, that's a helicopter. That's a Coast Guard. Yeah. And then after that, we saw the big, uh, the big, you know, the Coast Guard ship or uh-huh. boat. And then we try, we were trying to like go towards them and then they started moving around. They were trying to, hard to catch. Yeah. Playing hard to catch, right? Yeah, yeah. And my dad said, "Okay, if they don't want to pick us. Let's just keep going to the United States because we they we knew that they wanted they didn't want us to go to the United States." I see. So we we're like, "Oh, you don't want to get you? Whatever. We have food and water here. We keep yeah. going to the United States. It's actually better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we touch it. <clears throat> yeah. So when they saw we keep driving, we going that way. Then they, that's how they are. And then they yeah. came back. Leave all the shit. So we we're like, okay. And we we're so happy, <laughs> and we're thinking. We, Bless you. So we we thinking no uh, now when we get over there it's gonna be like a huge buffet you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, in Guantanamo? No, in the boat. Oh, we, in the boat. Yeah, because we heard the stories. My my uncle left on a raft. Uh-huh. My uncle spent like a week lost with his friends. They have wow. to. They used uh, a motorcycle, a Russian motorcycle. <laughs> Euro, they actually sell them in here. They're, they're cool, super cool motorcycles. They're pieces of shit, but they're 
strong. You know, the army yeah. motorcycles from Russia, whatever. Right. But they look really cool. They look like old school, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, and well, in his raft with his friends, that thing, as soon as they started using it, it broke down in the middle of the sea. So it was so heavy. Oh, shit. And it was hard for them to row. Yeah. So they have to throw it in the ocean. Uh-huh. The big shit, right? Yeah. And they spent like a week lost. Wow. Yeah, my, my uncle had it. And then they got picked up by a Canadian Canadian oh, ship, yeah. And the the Canadian ship were so nice, they took him to Miami. Oh. But when the when Canadian, you know how Canadians are. So I guess it's true. They're nice. And as soon as they got in there, there was a big food. <laughs> my my uncle, when we first talked to him, was like, hey, dude, we have this food and we're drinking and this guy's really cool, whatever. Right. So that's what we thought when we got in there, dude. When we got in there, it was like, of course, it's like so many people in that boat that have been picking. Uh-huh. So there's no really room. Yeah. So it was like everybody was sitting down in the holes. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And then they pick us up at 10. They said, only bring your papers, leave everything. Water, food, whatever. They do it because of sanitary, whatever, just uh-huh. in case we bring something, you know. Yeah. Some kind of disease, whatever. Yeah. So I'll bring that thing with us. So we went up there and we're like, oh, shit, no food. They gave us food at 5. And they were start passing around this uh, paper plate uh-huh. with a little bit of rice and bean from the uh-huh. can. Uh-huh. It tastes like shit. You know, we used to like we make our beans with the garlic and you right. know a little thing, a little, little flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then a little piece of apple. And I was like, oh my god! We were like. If we do we do now before if we knew about this, we should have just opened the cans downstairs before we went up and eat a bunch of that shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, it was it was a little uncomfortable. And then from there we would spend like two or three days in the thing situation. Were you like, sitting in the hall? It's sitting in the days? hall, sleeping in the hall. Wow. People were peeing on the freaking there was like a little I remember one time I threw away my, my socks because I was sleeping. Um they, they improvised like a restroom. Mm-hmm. Something in the middle of the thing, so when people pee or whatever, but then the pee was running around the really and, yeah on the hole. So basically, we was we were against the wall like this, and I have my legs against the wall, so I'm so the pee is going like this, but I fall asleep, and I have my uh, socks out, my socks fell on the pee, and I'm like, oh uh, shit! So I throw away the freaking wow. socks, and it sucks. There was a time I remember, you, and that's another thing you were gonna go to the restroom. And when you came back, or somebody took your spot. I remember one time I was just like, I said I was gonna sit in the thing because I did. I was like, what am I gonna do? And the guy, the you know, the army guy, no, 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 don't you do it. Like, Who cares, bro? Like, yeah. you know, afraid that we're gonna fall or whatever. But and then from there they took us to the uh, the big ship, the one those big army ships, with the one that have you know helicopter after things. After like two days. Yeah, after like two days, two or three days. Uh-huh. And then that ship was. That ship, the whole ship was on the bottom. I'm glad that we they kept us on top because I don't, I don't think I would go claustrophobic if I have any. Because you know the bottom of this tore all the yeah. the tanks and the uh-huh. trucks and all that shit. Yeah, that was people in there sleeping next to each other. But that shit was like I don't know. So luckily we weren't on top. Mm-hmm. The only things like we had a storm. Uh-huh. There was a few days of storm, and it sucks because it was raining all the time. So, so you how were long sleeping. does it take to get from where you were to Guantanamo? No, the, what it took, 
so long is because they keep picking people up. Oh. And so then when we got there to one time, <clears throat> there was a storm. So when there's a storm, the chips are not recommended. It's not recommended to have the chips anchored on the thing, right? That's the right word? I don't know. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so they have to move into the thing. So this thing, they're just going there. But if they're in here, they're going to... So anyways, so we couldn't... So we have to wait, like, I don't know how many days. And then after that, there was a riot, a Cuban riot in the freaking thing. In the boat? No, in Guantanamo oh, Bay. There was a Cuban riot. Because the Cubans wanted to oh, just go to the United States, and uh, they wanted to already, like be in Miami partying and drinking or whatever I don't know Yeah. so of course it's also you have to think about when every time something like that happened the government also send their agitators you know sure. so who knows maybe agitators that created the whole thing yeah yeah so they tried they, something happened and they did all these freaking things you know like wow. uh, breaking you know because the Guantanamo Bay is like a city they have McDonald's they have restaurants they have movie theaters even back you know, then yeah, it's like a city for the people in the army. Yeah, there's a base. There's a base. It's like they have amenities for the people. No? So these Cuban guys are like, oh, thinking they're badasses, whatever. And they're like, started breaking up, doing riots and breaking in, in stores or whatever, stealing shit. Who knows? Wow. But they don't know like the army. You know, just filming. Dude, they yeah. showed up. I heard I wasn't there at that time. You know, weren't thing. Yeah. But they told me. They told me like they like. The night after that, when uh-huh. everybody was sleeping, uh-huh. the army just showed up in there at night with flashlights. And uh-huh. they, they knew who exactly who it was uh-huh. because they had cameras. That's what the same thing. When you do a riot here or whatever, yeah. they have people with cameras and filming whatever. Yeah. So they showed up and just, they have a jail in there. So they took him to the... Wow. And anyways, but my two friends, the day that we were leaving... But, you, but So there was a storm when you got there. And then, yeah, then and then we waited, fired. and then they riot, and then after the riot, we finally arrived, and we went to this place, and they said, okay. So because we kind of like had a little relationship with some people on the boat, uh-huh. we decided, okay, let's just, uh, they give us like a tent. Uh-huh. So, okay, let's, this group, let's just stick together and uh, live over here, whatever. But at the beginning, it was really hard. They, they have no conditions for so many people at once. So right. it was only like a couple Pot a party, there was no water. When every time the water came, of course, there was all kind of people in there, you know. There's the nice, polite people, there's also the ghetto people, you know what I mean? Like yeah. freaking crazy people. But you were there for a long time. I was there for six months. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Some people stay for a year. So, so was, was it like being in prison? Or was it like being in a. Uh, a little bit, camp? a little bit like a prison, but. I wouldn't say they treat us bad. Uh, they just do. There's so many people, you know, you're always going to find these people. But at the beginning, they didn't really have uh, conditions for so many people. So there was no. So yeah. they started improving it, improving it. And then they have these people. They build, they brought this little thing with water and they start building showers. Uh-huh. And But I, for a long time, we used to take showers in the body party. So they started bringing more potty parties, so they gave us potty parties for everybody. Uh-huh. So you use the potty party to take a shit, but uh-huh. also to take a shower. Right. But we keep it clean, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And it was, 
Yeah, and then they start building more stuff. They give us food. You know, the food the army eats, you know. Yeah, so it's better. And yeah, and then we start getting accommodated. Then little by little, we start building like gyms. And we start playing soccer. And then we had a team of volleyball players playing against the army. Really? We used to play. Yeah, yeah. I said, I, we create like a Vegas. It was like a Vegas. Uh-huh. All these Cubans are very creative. Yeah. And they build a section like at night, you, you you know, at night you take a shower and you're like, okay, let's go to Vegas, you know? Uh-huh. So you're just walking and they, have, they all have these games uh-huh. and the money was cigarettes. Uh-huh. So, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I was lucky enough that we were hanging out. The guys that wasn't out there, it was like a guy that was like a hustler, you know? So yeah. he became the captain of the freaking campament. They have different <laughs> different comp, you know companies or whatever, yeah. different name Oscar one, Oscar three, whatever, blah, blah. and uh, and of course then everybody was together. But then always problems are gonna happen. Sure, there's family and there's people that are not family. There's people are respectful. Some people are not respectful. Yeah, uh, you know somebody disrespect a woman, somebody's wife, right, a daughter, whatever. There's a fight. So. The army started like separating people, uh-huh. and then they had like a, a separating from them. They have a our our encampment was like family. We were lucky enough that we say, okay, this guy said, oh no, this we are family or whatever. So uh-huh. and we when we got we got there with this Puerto Rican girl that would do the interview or whatever. Always are like mess around with her or whatever, and she was like, okay, yeah, okay, these guys are cool, whatever. So they, yeah. we came back. But then, for example, the people that created trouble or whatever, and they were single men, boom, they had one that was only single men. We were lucky that we never got into it because we were all five men. Yeah. But we kind of like told them that we were family with these guys, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I think that girl knew they weren't family, but she was cool. She was like, whatever. This guy seems nice, whatever. But um, yeah, and that's that's how, uh, how I went. So then, until after six months, my dad got sick with throat, the other thing, and nobody knew how. You know, they they didn't have the the means to treat him over there. You mm-hmm. know, the right equipment or whatever, the right treatment. So they gave him the visa, and these fuckers got into a fight the same day. Damn. So they got sent to the camp with a like a, it was like a prison, like all men, yeah. whatever. And then after that, they got deported back to Cuba. But they all came back here to the United States somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your dad got a visa. What about you and your brother? Because automatically we're his sons. So you got yeah. one. And he put these guys as a adopted sons. So they were going to come too. Yeah. But when they got into a fight, whatever, like, yeah. okay, whatever, you know, dude. So then when you, so how did you get here? To LA? No. Miami. How did you get to Miami from? from oh, to Miami, Miami, yeah. But when the day finally arrived, that they just put you on the, on the plane. It just... Send you back here. My family was living in Miami. They flew you here. Yeah, they flew me to Miami. They you didn't have to hijack it. No, no. <laughs> Shit. It was actually fun. At the end, we were there. You know, I met a lot of people. I had time to do a lot of exercise. You know, work out. Do you ever see any people that you knew then that you met and lost? Uh, contact with? we kept in touch with some in Miami. I don't know if we that much anymore. Like maybe my dad and my mom, but. My, my my brother still keep in touch with one of the kids, the youngest kids of that family. Yeah. They were really cool. 
They got separated after that, the women and the men. They got uh -huh. divorced, something happened. And actually, the girl that was the oldest girl, she's actually married and have kids with the crazy, one of the crazy dudes that got deported and then he came really? back. Yeah, they met, when they came was back, they the met in that, Miami. Was that the guy who went at 3.30 or the other one? Which one? The one that you approached at the last minute to go with you? No, no, the old, that, that one motherfucker, when he came back to Cuba, he started dating my ex-girlfriend. Oh, shit. They have a son together and everything. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, we Cubans are crazy. <laughs> yeah. So then you, you were in Miami for a while, and then you came here. I came here after a year. Only uh, a year? Huh? Yeah, after a year, because it was banned, they needed a bass player, and I was like, oh, okay, I want to go away. Yeah. Drummer. Yeah. They needed a Cuban bass player, so I was like, oh, I'm down. And I was wanting to come here, whatever. So I was like, okay. So I took that other risk coming over here, too, and <laughs> yeah, back and forth. And wow, that's amazing. And that's it. Well, cool. That sounds like a good place to end this episode. Yeah. Our first I, episode. I so. We've been talking about doing this, this podcast for a long time, and uh, I wanted Hector to tell his story. Yeah, well, maybe next time you need to do uh, your story. <laughs> I don't have much of a story. Everybody has a story. Yeah, well, it was great. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you, and man. We'll, it's uh, been fun. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. It's been fun. It's a pleasure.